with your business, do you, would you go shopping with somebody? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have done it. Um, I have a client, she's 92. Um, she has macular degeneration. Mm-hmm. And um, first she started asking me, because she can't see very well, hey, is there anything on me? Like, do I have any spots or this or that? Mm-hmm. So I start becoming like her eyes that way, like, yeah, get rid of that. And uh, then it morphed into we redid her whole closet. Um, it was so much fun. And there is no reason for her to not continue to be a stylish woman. Yeah. And she's still very active. They go to the opera. Um, they're, they're at, they're everywhere. Her and her hubby. That's so nice though, to to have someone like that who is easy to talk to, which you are, you have the most amazing memory. Like I just, I, I, I'm nervous about how good your memory is, <laughs> especially when, when you earlier you were like, yeah, you met me. And then 10 seconds later, we were talking about your boobs. I was like, oh, <laughs> about that. Sorry. Welcome to Meredith for Real, the curious introvert. That's me. I'm Meredith and I collect people for real. You never know who I'm going to meet next. So come listen as I put my curiosity to good use. Every week, I'll introduce you to someone new, and we'll talk about ways to stay curious and grow. Big thanks to our location sponsor, Court of DeLuna, Pensacola's newest event space, and to Delta Life Fitness in Pace, Florida, the 30-minute women's group fitness plan you can actually stick with. So she's from Chicago, Illinois, and now living in Magnolia Springs, Alabama. A professional singer, personal trainer, turned makeup artist turned professional image consultant, mother of three, cat wrangler. Yes. Bug saver. Yes. Hardware store enthusiast. Yes. Morley Showalter, everybody. (laughs) The one, the only. (laughs) And we met, origin story, on set. Yes. You will be ingrained in my mind forever as that beautiful model in that beautiful Victoria's Secret bathing suit, that you didn't get to wear. Oh, yes. Because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, yeah. you looked too good. And there was some, oh, somebody thanks. wanted to bring it down enough. They wanted to dial it down. Yeah. I need to look more mom-like. We should have took a picture to have that for you. That you was know, gorgeous. I I, oh, that's right. If yeah, you still have it. I do. You need to take a picture in that bathing suit. I do. I uh, went, it was in Destin, and I went across the street where the Victoria's Secret store is. And I was like, I had the picture that I took in the mirror. And I was like, where is this? And they pointed to me and I bought it and drove home. I had, I brought at least two dozen bathing suits for you. Of course, she didn't like anything. So at 10 minutes to nine, I was out running the stores in Destin and saw that. So I have you to thank for my, I call it all my Barbie dreams come true suit. Because it reminds me of the 90s Barbie dolls with the high cut bottoms. So, so for people <laughs> who don't know, let's start with the evolution of your eclectic career. <laughs> because this is, you know, you were doing my makeup, especially that second time when it was a little bit more low key on yeah. set for us more recently. And that's when I was like, you did what? You were what? what? So where does it start? Does professional singer come first? Yes, I did that way back. Way back. Way back in the 80s, yes. Um, before family, before children. Uh-huh. Um, that's what I was, was doing. Was that your first job? Yeah, yeah. 
that was my first and job. You were that's all 18? I ever wanted to do. I knew I knew when I was four. That's all I ever wanted to do. And a fun, interesting tidbit: my my grandmother on my dad's side, she was an opera singer back in the day when it was live singing on the radio. So she sang at WGN in Chicago on air. So there's a little bit of that in the family. In the family. Yeah. That's so cool. We have lots of singers and performers on both sides, but they all had um, pretty traditional jobs. Mm -hmm. So that's why it stuck out to me that you've pretty much never had a traditional job. Oh, and you played hockey. You know, when you asked me that question, that was in the the notes Meredith sent me. I just had to rack my brain like, I don't know what's like weird or interesting. I thought, hey, wait, man, I used to play hockey. (laughs) But I, I I I was a figure skater. And um, then they saw me there on the ice one day, and the girls asked me, hey, join our league, Yeah, which I did. I didn't last that long, not because they didn't want me, yeah. but I wanted to be fancy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Uh, I wanted to do a little spin before yeah. I stopped, and um, yeah. You wanted to, like, knock your opponent over, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. like, check them and be like, oh. <laughs> So that didn't go over so great. So yeah. that was the end of that. But I did continue to skate. And um, I came to the realization because I also wanted to do that as a actual living, that that wasn't going to happen. So, mm. But I still love to skate. And if I find pieces of ice, like in Chicago, I used to just drive a pond, yeah. jump out of my car, pull my skates out of my trunk, ice skate. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I love watching it. But... Um I think rollerblading is the closest I'll ever get. Oh, that's fun too. Yeah. 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 So then how did you go from professional singer to personal trainer? Um, Well, we'll just cut out a whole bunch of years. Okay. I had a family. Okay. And I I feel that if you want to have a family, you need to be there. Mm -hmm. So that was my choice. Uh, So I stayed home for a long, long time. And um, once everybody was in school... I thought, what can I do that I'm gone in the day, drop them off at school, and that I can work, yeah. pick them up from school, and and still be doing something that I enjoyed. And uh, I've always been a, in love with working out. I love to work out. I'm a person who loves vegetables and loves to work out. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, I would love to just do this for a living. So got my certification and started training. And then that morphed into... Um, Teaching swimming, teaching uh, arthritis classes in the water, uh, helping people who have had uh, replacements, hip joint, you know, knee replacements. Um, And I really, really enjoyed that and wound up working for the hospital. Um, And then just because it's my personality, (laughs) things just wrap up for me and I'm ready to move on. So I did that for 11 years and I wanted to do something else. Yeah. That's neat, though. So you, you're pretty practiced at knowing when a season is over. Yes. You're, you're not beating a dead horse, so they say. Right. And, uh, yeah, there are just so many things I want to do. I want to try to fit it all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so with you. I feel that way about traveling. The world is so big. I just want to see it see, all. And as you, you should. Yeah. You should. Yeah. It's um, so, you know, and then you have real life where you have to, like, you know, pay bills and things. So um, we kind of stagger our our travels among, okay, we're going to meet this goal and then we're going to go here, here. And, and do this and experience that. But I'm really grateful. I think both me and my husband have 
we have a pretty cool life together. And part of the, our word for the day is eclectic. The eclecticness of it is always so cool, which is why, which and part of that is like meeting people like you that are, I always meet the most interesting people on sets. That's true. On modeling jobs and just, you know, it's full of people who have varied interests. Yeah. So for, after you did the personal training, you, um, you decided the season was over and then you did what? Um, well, way back at my first career of singing, um, before I started singing, I was the person doing everybody's makeup in high school, um, forcing people into my bedroom to sit in the chair and get their makeup done. Um, and I always loved it. So when I sang, I did my own makeup for stage and back in the eighties, you know, it was a field day of just fun with makeup. Uh, oh, it was yeah. just over the top. Does this make you look like a hooker? Great. <laughs> Let's do more. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. It, and, but fun. I yeah. mean, there was uh, no boundaries. Like the blue yes. came out to the temple because that's natural. Yes. Well, it was, it, I have to say, first stage, it was gorgeous. And I had a lot of fun with it. I never stopped enjoying that. Um, and it just kind of folds into everything that I love. I love design. I love color. I love creativity. Um, I like making people feel good. And when you do makeup, uh, in my experience, almost always they walk away feeling better about themselves. Um, How it led there, I just just get these, like you just said, I just get off on little bunny trails in my head. And uh, something clicked with me with something I had met said, and I thought, oh, hey, I wonder if there's any makeup bars around here. And I start looking. Yeah. I, I came across one online and um, I thought, okay, there's a need for this. I'm, yeah. I'm, this is what I'm doing. You seem a bit intuitive with what you want and how to get it. I, I suppose so. I don't know if I um, go that far in my head to think about it. I just know I like this. Now I want to try this. I'm going to try doing that. That's about as far as the think the thought I mean, process for me goes. I think that's the definition of intuitive. <laughs> so, so now I can see where that really fits with your image consulting business. When did you start that? It's been about a year and a half. Um, I start started doing a little styling on set. Uh, I work with so many fabulous people. You probably know so many of the exact same people that I know. And I was working with Dane McKendrick. Um, he's right here in Pensacola. And um, he said, hey, I'm putting you in charge of styling this shoot. It was a huge shoot, um, along with his uh, son, Jared uh, Granger. Him and I did the styling for that. So much fun. And he he really kind of kept tossing it out there. He's one of those generous uh, thinkers. Mm -hmm. And he just kept kind of seeding me. I don't know if he knew he was seeding me. I think he did now in retrospect. And then another person I work with uh, often in um, Mobile, John Thompson at Ion Digital, also just like, hey, just could you just style this? Mm-hmm. Um, of for, course. For a project? Uh, I'm doing makeup. So they bring their clothes. As you know, as a model, you, which you're asked to bring all your clothes. Small rabbit trail is the most horrifying part. Uh, for me, I don't know for other models, but that was the most horrifying thing was to bring my clothes on set and have strangers, what it looks like to me, scrutinize them. It was mortifying because I was never a fashionable person and I never spent money on clothes. So my clothes 
looked like they got run over and hung up wet. <laughs> like they looked so bad. And it was very scary, but it brought some awareness to my style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, you know, actually look in a full length mirror before I left for the day. And kind of sometimes I find myself even now pretending like if this was a set, you know, am I the character, mm-hmm. air quotes, right. <laughs> that I'm trying to portray yeah. in this moment? Does it all pull together? I could see absolutely how intimidating. Even the last time you and I worked together and Meredith brought her clothes, um, it it does feel like you're being scrutinized. Yeah. Um, I can imagine what that feels like when they're talking about your looks. Yep. Your weight. I've never had that happen, actually. I'm really blessed because when I first got into all this, I was scouted by um, the, um, uh, at that time, husband of the the owner of the modeling agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I really was hesitant because I'm pretty body confident. And so I didn't want to rob myself of that. Mm-hmm. And she was very reassuring. But what I was so surprised to find that it wasn't just reassurance. Everyone on set has been... Fabulous, but it's also because I'm not editorial, I'm not runway, I'm commercial modeling. Mm-hmm. So I literally get to, okay, be relatable, go. And then Which, that's know, nice, isn't it? That's so nice. I'm like, let's be relatable and hand me that cookie. <laughs> what kind of cookie? What's your favorite cookie, Meredith? In ice cream. <laughs> A cookie in some ice cream. Although I, I can't actually eat ice cream, but that's a different story for a different day. Okay. So tell me more about the um, image consulting business. How do you find c- clients? Because I imagine you can't just warm chat somebody like, hello, I noticed your pants aren't fitting. <laughs> I Here's all, my business I all, card. I only wish I could do that. <laughs> I, I, could, I could sit in the airport. I noticed your bra has expired. <laughs> Meredith, that would be awesome. <laughs> I, wish, I wish so badly I could do that. Um, like you, uh, you, you mentioned earlier about, you know, reining in your words and just like uh, before we were on Which air. Which we don't we were, do here <laughs> on this show, by the way. Just, um, I think we're pretty much alike in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to re- think really hard, like, oh, I'll buffer this, buffer this, what yeah. you're going to say right now. Because yeah. it could, you know, come off sounding harsh. Um, but how Or I, crazy. I, I tend to... Less harsh, more crazy. <laughs> so like, I think mine sounds. Like, How much crazy can they handle? It's like the scale of crazy. See, I like the cra- I like the crazy. I think mine might come off sounding um, harsh. Oh, Just, and it's part of it. Um, I, I think from where I am from, just mm-hmm. the tonal. Mm-hmm. It, it just can, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the. I'm not the soft talker. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not all gushy goo like that. Yes. But anyway, I've had to expand my small talk skills since moving to the south as well. So just is different, but I I love it. But my family's like half half southern. Half I forgot Midwestern. where you're originally from, Nebraska. Okay, yeah. So anyway, so we're not warm chatting, um, saggy pants and saggy bra people. <laughs> so how are you finding customers? Well, um, some of it is people are just googling online looking for a style consultant or image consultant or stylist. Um, It's one of those things that's a lot of word of mouth, Mm -hmm. um, which I was kind of hoping for because once one woman, you know, you've been in her closet and she's had a great experience or man, I've had some fantastic male clients. um, Usually 
something's going to follow because people are noticing them. Yeah. And then they might say, hey, yeah, well, this woman came to my house. I noticed you got a new bra. (laughs) What's your secret? And they're like, Laura Lee Showalter. That is. (laughs) So what's like a styling mistake that nearly everyone makes? Okay. I I say mistake very loosely because I understand style is so personal. And I feel like you subscribe to that thought as well. Okay. Hey everyone, it's time to take a quick minute and show gratitude to our sponsors who make this show possible and give you some special offers. Delta Life is ladies group fitness in Pace, Florida, and I've been a member since 2016. I get bored super easy and I'm great at talking myself out of exercise, like expert level 5,000. So having a class to show up that's different every time has been a winner, winner, chicken dinner for me. And with it just being 30 minutes, there's really no reason not to go. Plus, they do fun social stuff like Christmas pajama parties, little black dress events, and challenges. You can get your first class free to try it out. You can even come with me. There's no annual contract. It's all fitness levels, free childcare. Plus, if you mention the Meredith For Real podcast on your first visit, you'll get a free five-pack of classes so you can really see if you like it. Check them out at deltalifefitness.com. And also thank you to Court of DeLuna Event Space. I freaking love this place. We shoot the show in the groom's room, which is complete with a pool table and all of the awesome memorabilia in the background that you see when we're shooting. But there is also a bride's room with five individual lighted vanities. Big deal if you're getting ready with your bridal party. There's a huge indoor space and outdoor courtyard with jumbo jenga and checkers. The whole place can do events for up to a thousand people and it's in downtown Pensacola. There's an on-site coordinator and I'll tell you, she did my wedding, so she's the real deal. You've got to see all their pictures of the cool events they've done and the community events that they have coming up. It's not just weddings, it's car shows, corporate events, 80s theme, New Year's party, masquerade ball. You can see everything on their Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Court of DeLuna. The one thing that instantly comes to my mind, and I probably answered this answer for a lot of styling things, is fit. Mm. Fit, fit, fit. Um, I'd say 85% of people I meet, their clothes don't fit their body. Yeah. Um, It makes all the difference. All the difference. I don't care where you bought your clothes. If fit isn't right, if here's a huge pet peeve of mine. If a man does not know his inseam, you're you're not going to know what size pants. I see it all the time. Um, Normally, most men think their legs are like 36-inch inseam. It's not. It's most likely about 34, 32, the average guy. So wait, hold up. Men's measurements start from the inseam and go down? Inside the crotch, down to the ankle for the inseam. I didn't know that. Yes. I thought it was like from the top of the pants down. No. Good thing I don't shop for my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. Your husband does the shopping. Did you tell me this? He, um, I mean... I will pick up a shirt for him mm-hmm. once in a while, but he's very fashionable. Okay. So I just try to keep I, up with him. When you go home, ask him. I I guarantee then he knows his inseam. He's kind of fancy sometimes. Oh. I mean, he's like surfer dude, but he's he's a little he's fancy. Got a little stuff. That's nice. I like yeah. That. So fit. So how do people, how do you know if it fits? Other than you're not inseam. adjusting. You're not t- tugging here. You're not 
tugging at the sleeve. You're not pulling up your pants in front. You're not pulling up your pants in back. You're not tugging on the bottom of your jacket. When your clothes fit, you're not going to touch them all day. And it's such a fidgety thing when people do that, and it draws attention in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. All Makes you this, look a little insecure. Yes. All that fussing and messing. Mm-hmm. Take finds a good tailor in town, an alterations place. They're everywhere. There's fantastic alterations from here to Fairhope that I, that I personally know of. Yeah. Find some. You know somebody who gets their clothes tailored or altered. Ask them where. Mm-hmm. And... Getting the waist taken in uh, changes everything on a pair of pants, a, a suit pants, mm-hmm. a skirt, changes everything. Do you think a tailor is more important for men or women? Uh, ne- both, both. I really do. Although we could nitpick here. When a man wears a suit, I think it should be impeccable fit. But same goes for a woman. I don't want to see um, her shoulder line where it's not supposed to be either. I don't want to see her jacket gaping or pulling. Um, same thing, but nothing is better than a really a man tailored in a suit. Yes. My husband and I were just talking about this the other day about because we were watching, he was watching football. I was doing another activity while that was going on. But I love how all the football guys, they are dressed in suits. And you can take the homeliest looking dude. And put him in a well-fitting suit, and it's like he puts his shoulders back, and he just he looks great. Changes your attitude completely. So would you know it's hard to like shopping is so overwhelming, which is part of the reason why I never did it. And until I started modeling and mm-hmm. became a little bit more aware, I also started shopping by outfit, which mm-hmm. really helped take out the overwhelm. But with your business, do you would you go shopping with somebody? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have done it. Um, I have a client, she's 92. Um, she has macular degeneration. Mm-hmm. And um, first she started asking me, because she can't see very well, hey, is there anything on me? Like, do I have any spots or this or that? Mm-hmm. So I start becoming like her eyes that way, like, yeah, get rid of that. And uh, then it morphed into we redid her whole closet. Um, it was so much fun. And there is no reason for her to not continue to be a stylish woman. Yeah. And she's still very active. They go to the opera. Um, they're, they're at, they're everywhere. Her that's, and her hubby. That's so nice though, to, to have someone like that who is easy to talk to, which you are, you have the most amazing memory. Like I just, pr- I, I am nervous about how good your memory is, <laughs> especially when, when you, earlier you were like, yeah, you met me. And then 10 seconds later, we were talking about your boobs. I was like, oh, <laughs> about that. Sorry. <laughs> well, in your defense, we were trying, I had you trying on bathing suits. It was so a white bathing suit from Target. <laughs> yes, I remember. And it fit a little weird. And I was like, hold on. I brought extra boobs. <laughs> and then I went and yes. fixed it and it was fine. But. You get real Personal, real fast. You do. Doing this. That's true. That is so true. But I could see you being such a good person for that. So I want to talk about some tips on, um, actually, before I talk about tips, what's what's something people misunderstand about your image business? Like, what do you not do? What's a misunderstanding you want to make clear? Um, without wasting time on air here, all I can really think is, People right away think it's about just fashion. 
just expensive clothes. Um, women like um, um, uh, Rachel Zoe, who mm-hmm. has a TV show, although she does behind the scenes, she is really good at what she does. I'm, she's a fabulous stylist. Um, but people look at it and think it's about buying the most expensive and that's what I'm going to want you to do. And it's about designer and, and, uh, it's not, that might be a tiny piece of it if you're that person. Um, but it, it, fashion is just a tiny portion of what we're going to do once we start breaking it down. It's way more psychiatry (laughs) than it is fashion, really. Um, and people always wind up having some kind of epiphany about themselves and it may take after we're all done and then somebody may call me back and be like okay you were right about that let's do that gosh that's true but um it's gonna sink in that all those changes that come with what you perceive this to be oh man that's so true in high school I just wanted to be invisible and so I wore jinko jeans which dates me (laughs) And, oh, they were for real. (laughs) And large baggy t-shirts. And that had no design on Mm -hmm. them because I wanted to disappear. But but then later as I became more confident and I realized I could try, you can try fashion. You're not committed to it. Right. So, yeah, I want to talk about how to bring intentionality to your image because that's really what it's about. It's not about fashion expense or even emulating anyone unless you want to emulate them right it's such it's like makeup for me it's self-expression so like today I have a certain thing happening mm-hmm. but tomorrow it'll be something possibly different and the next day something different and I kind of just go with what my mood is it doesn't mean I'm committed to if I wear red lipstick one day I'm not committed to wearing red that's lipstick. it and that's, that's obviously just, that's a not, female yeah. uh, example but I'm sure there's a male example just because you wear one nice suit to work doesn't mean you're stuck doing that. So, right. so the first thing that I thought of, tell me what you think, is to bring intentionality to your image, start with a KonMari moment. Seeing what you have can show you a pattern of what you like. Purging can remove the overwhelm. 100%. And we, we start like that. Um, that is my process. We, after a lot of discussion and questionnaires, and I really can... Try to get to know who you are um, through discussion and paper. Go into your closet and we start having a discussion. Um, And it's a process through each piece, each piece we go through. And if we start at one o'clock and they're dragging their heels, you know, like why they got to keep this. Usually by three o'clock, they're on board and the thing that needed to be gone is on the to-go rack. Um, But yes, 100%, I'm, I'm on board with that. Completely. I'd rather, I would, I say this to a lot of people. I'd rather you own one skirt that costs $200 and is impeccable and is tailored to you. And you feel like a million dollars when you put it on, than have five skirts in your closet that were $29.99, $39.99 that are kind of, eh, you never feel great in them. Every time you put them on, you're adjusting, uh, Less can be so much more. I could totally see where this would go to a counseling session because I wouldn't get rid of clothes because I was afraid I couldn't buy more. So it had to do with my relationship with money. Like I can't let this go because even though it makes me look like the swamp thing, 
I still want to keep it. So tip number two is identify. You'd probably still look good as the swamp thing, Meredith. Oh, no. <laughs> I could show you some pictures. Maybe we'll share them to help promote this podcast. I think that's actually quite a good idea. Okay. I have a picture of me in my Jinko jeans and Converse shoes. I thought it was real cute. I bet you were. Um, so tip number two, identify the outfits you feel best in and ask yourself why you feel great. This can be a cornerstone question to ask yourself when you are shopping. Now, that question, are you directing that to me? No, I'm just um, saying that's that's what I has helped feel. me. Is, okay. um, when I put something on, what? why do I like it? And I think that it's like bringing that intentionality via self-awareness of why you like something, which can help create a filter through which you shop. So for me, you know, just tell me if my thoughts are way out in left field. But Mm-mm. when I go shopping... Um, for professional clothing, I asked myself, do I look like the assistant, which I was an executive admin assistant for a lot of years, or do I look like the keynote speaker? Okay. And I love when an outfit makes me look like the keynote speaker. And I, and I have a very minimal wardrobe. We Mm -hmm. have one closet in Mm -hmm. our house. (laughs) So you're, you vetted it. Yes. It's yeah. It has to be, it has to pass that test. So, um, yeah. Do you think that's, Yes, completely. Um, You just said it. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to put on anything that doesn't make you feel like the keynote speaker? And then getting back kind of to the original thought of it is, what is the intention? Yeah. When you set foot for the day, what what is your intention? Where are you going? Who are you? Who are you going to meet? What do you do for a living? What do you want to do for a living? Does, oh, that's good. What do you want? Yeah. What you're wearing. Where is, are you going? is it telling me that? Is it telling everybody around? That's uh, that's what you should ask yourself when you stand in the mirror at the morning. Yeah. Is is this visual speaking to what I want to say? I, there's words similar to that on my website. I loved your website. Oh, by thank the way. you. And that's literally tip number three. Ah. Yeah, so you and I were here. We're right I just said, with a purged closet and a new understanding of what makes you feel great, put together outfits that communicate positive things for your industry or your work environment. Yes. Because I feel great in a lot of different stuff. I remember the first time I felt fashionable, What I think I told you this, was um, we got to dress up at school. Mm-hmm. It was seventh grade or what something. And I, my mom had some bell bottoms, and I took a shirt, and I cut bell bottom or I cut the shirt with some scissors and put beads on the end and put in puffy paint make love not wear I'm oh surprised I got to you go were to me I used to do that kind really of stuff. yeah we, did, we didn't have puffy paint oh. when I was young <laughs> oh. it, and uh I'm surprised they let me wear that to school now that I think about it because it was midriff and it said make love not war um, in the seventh and, grade, in the seventh grade yeah. six you or mi- seven you missed your era by about 20 years. Yeah. I think fashion wise for sure, but um, women's rights wise, I'm happy to be in the current day and age. <laughs> but um, that was the first time I felt like free to explore and, and do all of that. So yeah, it's a neat evolution. So if people want to get in touch with you on social media or digitally, how can they do that? Um, Laura at laurashowalter.com. Okay. You can Google Laura Showalter personal stylist, Laura Showalter image consultant. Mm-hmm. On um, Facebook, you might have to read it to me. <laughs> I, don't, it's, uh, I think it's just Laura Showalter personal stylist at Happiness Styled. 
happiness style. Yes. Love that. Um, and then on Instagram, it's Laura Showalter underscore personal stylist. I hope I have that right. I'm sh- I'm, you know, you're very Googleable. Okay. So. <laughs> Plus, I have to tell everybody I have, I've been doing makeup for a long time. Yeah. And I'm, I go by, my full name is Laura Lee. So my makeup is Laura Lee, mm-hmm. Showalter. Mm-hmm. But then when um, Jared Granger put together my website for me, he's mm-hmm. fabulous. We had a huge discussion about breaking that up because people who are looking for me for makeup aren't almost all production. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the confusion, but both will pop up. So they're both me, guys. You it's can, all yeah, you. It's all me. It's all you. <laughs> well, this was great. Thank you so much. I had fun, I Meredith. It. You did great. Oh, thank High you. Five. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, share it with your friends and leave a review. You can also watch the episodes on YouTube. There's hidden curious caches in each episode and the first two people to find them win a prize. So be sure to get my emails for clues and other insider perks at meredithforreal.com.